Uh, as we mentioned, it's Mother's Day, and I, one of the things that I wanted to ask Pastor Brian, he, he doesn't need to come back up for this, but I don't know, did you hear that there's a, a new reality show in the works being planned? I had, no, I haven't heard this. You've not heard that? Let me, let me read to you sort of the layout of the show. Do you mind if I do that? So a new reality show being planned. Six men are going to be dropped off on a deserted island where they each have one minivan and four kids for six weeks until they give up and tap out. Each kid plays two sports and takes music or dance lessons. There's no access to fast food, so that might be a challenge for you. Each man must take care of his four kids, keep his assigned tiki hut cleaned, correct all homework from the endless Zoom classes, and complete all science projects on time. Oh, and the kids need clean clothes to wear each day. The men only have access to television at night after the kids go to sleep, but there's only one TV for all six, and the remote was lost on day one. Do you want to hear more? Just there's a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. The men must be successful in getting a four-year-old to eat green beans. They must find extra ways to earn extra money to help the family, and they must be adept at making uh, lunches while shaving and other wild adventures. Do you want to know what the grand prize is, what the winner gets? It better be big. The winner will ultimately be judged by how they can make a model tiki hut of the one they're using, using a a tortilla and and toothpicks and a magic marker. And what the winner gets is the winner gets voted off the island and gets to go back to their regular job. Like reverse survivor. Yeah, exactly. Well, Obviously, that's not a real reality show if you didn't pick that up. But times have changed a lot, and, and I know that. And dads are really good, like Pastor Brian. Dads are really good at helping out around the house. However, I do think that silly story holds up. There's just something about the way that moms make things happen that is absolutely astonishing. Any dad who is been in charge while mom is away on business or for other reasons, just knows that the job is incredibly demanding. I still remember when my kids were in middle school and, and, and I helped out as much as I, I could around the house. And I remember uh, when Jody went on a mission trip, I had the kids, the kids were in middle school, and within 36 hours of Jody's departure, we had locked ourselves out of the house. I had missed a guitar lesson that we still had to pay for. I had to go to the school, to the principal's office, to tell them why my kids were late. And by the end of the time that Jody was gone, even the dog was hiding from us. Well, happy Mother's Day to all you moms, grandmothers, aunts, and all ladies who have had influence on younger generations. You know that motherhood is not an adventure to be survived, but a role to cherish and to celebrate. Now, before we dig in, and Pastor Brian leaned into this with our morning prayer, I know that Mother's Day can be difficult for for some. Maybe you've prayed for a child and the answer from God seems to be no or not yet. Or some of you have may feel intense moments of grief if you've experienced the death of your mother or if you're a mom and you've experienced the death of a child. Some of you may feel inadequate as a mom and you approach this day with a sense of of struggle and some of you may feel underappreciated and that causes a different kind of pain. We all come to this day with different feelings and perspectives. And so 
we ask the Holy Spirit to teach us and to help us to apply what we learn as we encourage and honor moms today. I believe that we can all learn powerful lessons of faith and celebrate God's gift of motherhood. And before I continue, just a special word to ladies who have not yet uh, had children or who have not had children and, 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 and don't plan to. Please know that you are a mother of the church and we honor you. I cannot tell you how many women have influenced our family, our family alone, who have not had children of their own. And they have been mother figures to us. And we cherish and we honor and we thank God for mothers of the church who influence younger generations. Now, let's do an interactive exercise uh, as we continue. Bring to mind a positive attribute your mother has or had on your life. And if you're willing, uh, just share that in the YouTube chat uh, for those uh, who are, are watching on there and can enjoy learning a positive attribute about your mother. I can tell you right now, my mother was one of the smartest women I have ever met in my life. Matter of fact, she was uh, the smartest woman I had ever met. And I am so grateful uh, for her desire to learn about the ways of the Lord and pass on her love for reading and learning uh, on to me. Well, to help us celebrate a few of the transformational qualities of motherhood this morning, I would like for us to look at an example of a mom that we are introduced to uh, in the New Testament of the Bible. Her name was Eunice, and she is best known for being the mother of Timothy, the protege of St. Paul. Now, there are only a few passages in the Bible that even name Eunice. And like most moms, she labored in relative obscurity. However, we do have a few snapshots of her impact on her son, courtesy of Luke, the Gospel writer, and from St. Paul. So, for example, we learn that, that she was a champion of the faith. This attribute is implied in the way that, that Paul and Luke describe Timothy's spiritual heritage. Luke writes in Acts 16, 1, through two, that Paul visited Lystra, where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was Jewish and a believer, but whose father was Greek. The believers at Lystra and Iconium spoke well of Timothy. Doesn't every parent want uh, people to speak well of their children? Paul opens his second letter to Timothy by telling him, I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois, and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded, now lives in you also. Notice, Timothy's father is not mentioned as someone who influenced him in the faith. Now, we can't know for sure, but it seems like Eunice, along with Timothy's grandmother Lois, bore the burden of making sure that Timothy grew up in the faith. Again, we don't know for sure, but in a male-dominated society, if Timothy's father had influenced him in the faith, we would almost be certain that Paul would have mentioned him right here in this mention of his faith pedigree. We don't really know anything else about Timothy's father. He was Greek, and that's all we know. Maybe he died in battle. Maybe he left the family over differences as Lois and Eunice practiced their faith. Or maybe he lived with them all his life while not a believer, yet permitted Timothy to be influenced in the faith. What we can see very clearly here is a mother 
and a grandmother who were determined that Timothy grew up in the faith even if dad wasn't supportive. You know, maybe some of you are or have been in that situation. Maybe you know exactly what it was like for Eunice. Maybe you know what it's like or you remember what it was like to dress the kids by yourself and bring them to church week in and week out without the help of dad. Maybe you know what it's like to pray over your children at night alone because your husband does not share your commitment to faith and to praying for your children. Maybe you know what it's like to champion the faith and the values of Jesus because dad is long gone. If that is your story, please know this today. You are a faith champion. You are a hero. And let me just say to any dads who may listen to this message and you have not been supportive of your family's spiritual development, if that is your situation, let me just offer a gentle word and not a guilt trip. First, I encourage you to celebrate and to honor and to thank your wife for the role that she plays in the life of your children in championing the faith. The faith is something powerful and important. It's the most important thing your children will ever receive. Second, why not consider, dads, today where you are on your spiritual journey? Don't take matters of faith lightly. Ask God to show you. Ask God to reveal Himself to you. Ask God to show you how to support and lead your family spiritually. And hear a word of grace. It is never, never, never too late. It is never too late for you to be an influence in your family spiritually. I remember in my uh, first congregation over in uh, South Arlington uh, almost, almost 30 years ago now, I remember uh, an older man in his 70s started, started to attend the church and, and then after some conversations and dialogue with him, he became a follower. It is never too late to influence your children or grandchildren in the faith if that is your situation, Dad, and you have not been to this point. But back to moms. Eunice was a powerful champion of the faith. She also believed in Timothy. All week, I'm telling you, all week, this little YouTube video has been playing on what seems to be an endless loop in my mind. It's a homemade video. Uh, some uh, lady uh, uh, shot the video with her cell phone camera, so bear with that. But just take a look uh, at this video, and I bet it plays over and over in your mind for the next week. Take a look. Don't you love that video? I just absolutely love the little one. The little one had to be the baby of the family because you notice how the little one turned to flip real quick as it was going down, and then it really uh, went very quick to the side of mama. But that is just classic. She believed, <laughs> you know, in her little duck way. I mean, she got to the edge of that bridge. She knew her, her little ducklings could just jump off and follow her where she was going. She believed. Moms believe in their children. Often you can tell how a parent feels about their child by the name that is given to them. For example, the name Philip means long-winded one who loses track of time. Did you know that, Pastor Brian? Yeah, yeah it does. I'm kidding. But Timothy means honoring God. I just love that name, honoring God. Again, 
Maybe the name was chosen by Timothy's father, but I think we can certainly infer that Eunice believed that Timothy would grow up to live up to his name and that he would grow up to bring honor and glory to God. Mothers believe in their children and they instill this wonderful sense that their child is special, capable, and cherished. A mother's affirmation settles the disappointed teen who didn't get into the college of her choice. It calms the nerves of the budding musician who is about to audition for a part in the school play or the athlete who is trying to make the team. She cheers the toddler on as as he is about to take his first steps and she speaks wisdom to the bride as she prepares to be married. A mother's belief empowers and it guides. But don't mistake a mother's belief, this empowering and guiding belief in the life of faith. Don't mistake that from empty praise or flattery. No, a mom, mom's belief also means sometimes mothers challenge. They challenge their children. Moms know that we didn't hang the moon and they're willing to challenge us because they believe we can rise to the challenge or in the case of the video, believe that we can take a step of faith. Denzel Washington was interviewed once by Oprah and he shared that his mother believed in him and his mother encouraged him a great deal. He also said his mother didn't hesitate to rebuke him when he needed it. And he went on to describe that one day he, he walked into her house, and it's a house that, that he had purchased for his mom, and he walked in this house, and he started saying, you know, uh, can you believe all of this? Can you believe all this has happened? Can you believe what I've done? And then to which her, his mother replied, uh, stop that kind of talk right now. I need you to wash the windows. And by the way, I prayed for you when you're a knucklehead. That's belief. It's a different kind of belief. It's a belief that challenges. Belief in the power of God and the potential for a child. Eunice was a champion of the faith and she believed that her child would follow that kind of powerful example. And of course we see that St. Paul says she had a very sincere faith. She had a sincere faith. Again, He writes, I am reminded of your sincere faith which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. The Greek word for sincere is unfeigned. To feign something is to fake it, but to have a sincere faith is to have a faith that is genuine and real. Not perfect, but genuine and real. Eunice passed on to Timothy a sincere faith. Now to be sure, theologically, a parent's, faith, a parent's faith is not a matter of birthright. What Paul means here is that Eunice modeled the faith day in and day out. And it was a real faith. It was a faith that was the model, the type of faith she modeled was a faith that would sustain Timothy in good times and in challenging times. I mean, I know that's the prayer for all parents, isn't it? That we would have a faith that endures when life is going really well. And when life is going really hard, a faith that endures when life is going really well, by the way, can sometimes be even more challenging than a faith that endures when life is going hard. Because see, when life is going really well, we're tempted to actually turn into ourselves and give ourselves credit or give ourselves glory rather than making sure 
that we walk in the sense of humble gratitude before the Lord. And so, Eunice and Lois modeled this faith that was sincere and that was real no matter what life may throw their way. A sincere faith is not a faith that pretends to know everything. It is not a faith that's consumed with all the external trappings of religion and going through the motion. It is a real faith that is applied to everyday life. A sincere faith turns to Jesus and desires to worship Him like the woman who anointed Him with perfume. A sincere faith turns to Jesus for healing like the woman who suffered from uh, the blood disease. Just She knew if she could just touch Him, she would be healed. A sincere faith follows Him all the way to the cross like His mother and some of the other women did. I mentioned last week that I've been really blessed to be able to go to Portugal three separate times on different mission trips, twice with my previous congregation and once with, with uh, a team from here. And the very first time I went, I met a businesswoman named Blanca. And as I mentioned last week, the spiritual climate in Portugal is one of indifference and, and hopelessness. And as one missionary wrote about Portugal, this missionary simply wrote that the Reformation simply passed Portugal by. And very few people are interested in hearing about Jesus. And when Christians do share their faith, they risk being ostracized by friends and family. Now, to me, that's one more reason to pray a lot and to send mission teams to Portugal. Well, Blanca is a Christian and she has a passion for teaching the Bible in her workplace. The Portuguese rarely go into each other's homes, so a home Bible study is not exactly the way you can gather people. So she started holding this Bible study in her office and she started having a powerful impact on the people who worked with her. She also gained the attention of her boss and upper management and they told her to, to shut the Bible study down. So then she decided, she told me, that she was simply going to have people into her office and let them read the Bible. And as she was telling them this, she just grinned. And it kept growing. And it kept growing, and people kept coming into, into her office just to read the Bible. And as I had this conversation with her, she was about to go on a pilgrimage to Israel as a, as a spiritual pilgrimage for her vacation. And her boss told her right before she was going to leave that when she gets back, he wants to talk to her, and she's going to lose her job. Well, as I spoke with her, she was about to go back into her office, and she hadn't lost her job yet. But she told me, she said, you know, while I was in Israel, a man from my office texted me and let me know that he was ready to become a Christian. You know, that is a sincere faith. Now, I don't know eventually what happened to her. We lost touch with Blanca. But that's a sincere faith. A faith that just holds to Jesus and a faith that is bold for Jesus no matter what circumstances life may hold. Eunice and Lois had a sincere faith and the impact that had on Timothy was extraordinary. Lastly, she had a vision for Timothy's life. Again, here part of our text from last week. It reads, Continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it, in other words, his mother and grandmother and from Paul and so forth, and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith 
in Christ Jesus. I included this last bit for our parents and grandparents of young children. Timothy started learning the faith when? When he was a baby. When he was a baby. Back when they didn't have cute children's Bibles, so the image of what we have here is Lois and Eunice living out the faith and telling Timothy the stories of the faith and the story of Jesus over and over and over. They had a vision for him to grow up, to be a man of God. It's a powerful vision from the life of his mother and his grandmother. You know, parents can dream that their kids will be great in the classroom, great in athletics and the arts, you name it. And there's a place for all of that. But what kids need most, the vision for their life they need most is for a child to grow up and to be strong in the faith. He was shaped by this faith vision that his mother and grandmother had for him. And I know many of us were shaped the same way. Well, as biblical characters go, Eunice is not mentioned often. I mean, she's barely mentioned. We've mentioned uh, each occurrence today. So why tell her story today? Because I believe all of you as moms, grandmothers, aunts, and mothers of the church are like Eunice. No, you don't live in the first century. And no, most of you didn't have a, a Greek husband, although maybe some of you have. And no, the children in your life may not be named Timothy, although a few might be. But you can be like Eunice and Lois, a champion of the faith. You can have a sincere faith and believe in God's best for your children and cast a vision for your children to be young men and women of a strong and sincere faith. And as a mother or father, if you're new to the faith and you've never considered what it means to model the faith for your kids, it is never too late to start. Know that. We follow a God. We follow Jesus who is full of grace and truth. It is never too late to start influencing your kids in the life of faith. After all, we parent and grandparent for the glory of God, for the exaltation of Jesus, and the blessing of our families and our community. Happy Mother's Day. God bless you. May God be honored in the way that all of us influence the children in our lives. Let's pray together. Lord God, indeed, we celebrate our moms today. We celebrate grandmothers, aunts, sisters, mothers of the church, those of who have influenced younger generations, and we thank You. Lord, You have shown us over and over again in Your Word that faith is not just taught, but it is caught. That we need to see the faith lived out in front of us so that we can capture a vision for what it looks like to have sincere faith and to champion faith 
in this world. So we thank You so much for those who have modeled the faith for us. And God, I pray for each one of us that You would just cover us with Your mercy and cover us with Your grace as we seek to to be influencers for You. And Lord, we, we submit to You and we confess to You that we're all sinners in need of a Savior. And Lord, we're not perfect in this quest to model the faith for our children and our grandchildren. We ask that You would forgive us and fill us with a sense of of new hope and new life as we seek to be the men and women that mentor future generations for Your glory, for the Gospel, for the world You so deeply love. Thank You, God. In Jesus' name, Amen.